Welcome to the My Rules Are Better podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. I've decided I think probably the best way to do this podcast is to try wherever possible to record it weekly. If nothing more to snub folks that listen to this and Model Royale Radio at the same time. In any case, I was preparing for this podcast in an undisclosed room in my house when my magazine subscription service posted to me a history magazine called What If. The premise of this magazine is to take a variety of times in history at various turning points and change the direction. And perhaps maybe the 15th article in this particular issue was What If England Had Lost the Battle of Britain? which wasn't what it was represented as on the cover of the magazine. I think when you get these magazine subscription services, you really are dealing with a caliber of magazine that perhaps could never really exist in true newsstand magazines. Last week I was marketed at a magazine called Iron Cross, which was specifically designed for British Germanophiles who wanted to read about German history with a slightly pro-German line. Rather curious. I think I've fallen into this category, actually, as now I'm being marketed auctions for Hitler's candy dish and Ava Brown's night slip. Two items which I actually showed my wife. They also had um, Heydrich's top hat, which was such a strangely perverse historical item. I don't know. I'd, maybe I'll go with uh, Hitler's oyster fork as the thing that I bid on. In any case. So, yes, I've somehow fallen into this category. Is it fair to judge someone by what they end up watching on YouTube after midnight on a Friday night? I ask you this. In any case. So, as <laughs> Operation Sea Lion falls into the category of What If magazines, and I must say their historical account of alternative history for Sea Lion was pretty poor. I think I should not only try writing for this magazine but also aim to become the editor of said magazine. And I'm cross for another day. <laughs> In any case, I did want to talk about two things this podcast recording. The first was the slow, 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 frustratingly slow progress associated with Operation Sea Lion, which reached a milestone associated with memory caching of all things. Software is long, arduous, and generally boring. But I am making slow progress. The next task I have to do is glue the maps together where I need to use an actual software algorithm to glue the maps together efficiently. The maps, for those not familiar with this aspect of my progressive mental deterioration, come from, I think, the Library of Scotland, if I remember correctly. And they're the same thing as, um, I've got the paper maps here from 1940. So the aim is to take the, what are they called, something survey maps? from 1940, with which they exist electronically in PNG form, actually. One of my favourite graphical formats. And interrogate the PNG sufficient to actually paste the maps together so I will end up with one huge map that represents basically, I don't know, I don't know how many miles on either side of London. Well, to the coastline eastward of London. And, I don't know, a little bit further on than the standard parts of London to the west side. And again, down to the coast on the south. I think I worked out there's a river that's the upper boundary for it as well, but its name escapes me. In any case, once we have the memory caching done, the next exciting thing will be digitally gluing maps together. That's with literally an algorithm on the PNG format of each of the maps to recognize where the map starts and where that start of the map abridges the next map to then join the maps together 
in such a way as they are relatively uniform. Now, obviously, there'll be text and stuff, which will overwrite one side, one map, and the other side, the other map. And once you have these maps, they still have text over them. So I'm obviously converting them down to the raw vectors of the buildings and the rivers and the roads and probably rail and definitely a lot of tree vegetation. And, yeah, of course, there's writing over that as well, like names of towns and things like that. So that's the next phase is then to clean up the maps following vectorizing the maps, following gluing the PNGs together with algorithms. So that's the fun side of Operation Sea Lion. Once the maps are actually assembled, though, they do become a thing of relative value because they enable you to not just use the maps for Sim Sea Lion, but also potentially use them for other non-computer-based games, which is where we all become more involved. In addition to this, I wanted to explore a concept which is pretty seminal to a lot of these discussions around playing games, particularly, you know, military strategy games with miniatures or just with card. We have these hubs that are currently summarized as the friendly local game store. Now, my friendly local game store is neither friendly nor is it local. But I do cling to it as being that one place 13 plus miles away, about, I don't know, 35 minutes drive away, if speed limits are secondary. And uh, I've actually created a kind of a hopscotch of restaurants <laughs> that I will either attend before or after going to the friendly local game store as a means of justifying getting the distance. Now, this game store is in the area that I used to live. It's about less than a mile from our former house, which was used for rather elaborate escort behavior by the previous tenant, who actually put a stripper pole in the library. However, her use of synthetic hay and uh, those strange vials that they used to gather saliva and various other small amounts of bodily fluid. In any case, that aside, relatively close to our former house, and I found myself there, I've been back maybe three times since I first went there. And the thing that I like is that they have, for example, I got uh, deities and demigods there. Went there initially, saw that they had deities and demigods, thought I could buy it cheaper online. Boy, was I to be fooled when I ordered deities and demigods from a shop in Texas. They sent me legends and lore. Not interested in legends and lore, I wanted deities and demigods. So I then went back to... The game store, its name escapes me. In fact, I'm probably going to put the name out for possible liturgious reasons. And, um, yeah, they still have the same copy of Deities and Demigods. I've bought a bunch of uh, Necromunda, original generation Necromunda figures. They have extensive lines of Terminators and original Space Marines still in sprue. I bought a number of those in store. But the most interesting thing was the first time I went there, I met the owner who has a social media presence. And he's quite charming. So I went back a second time, and I should have gone back at the same time of the week that I met the owner, because I would have met him again then. Instead, I met his kind of understudy, who's very curious. My first interaction with him, he basically followed me around the store like I was going to steal something, which I actually have flashback memories of when my former friend used to work at Games Workshop. His manager used to follow me around the store as well. It's not that I look untrustworthy, although I look untrustworthy. It's that uh, these people never understand that I actually have money and looking to spend it. And the more harassment they give me, the less likely I'm to spend the money, except when you're dealing with metal crack, in which case I'll buy it 
even if you were spitting in my face. Which kind of almost happened with this dude in this new place, the game store. So, as I was leaving on the first, it was actually my second visit, but the visit I came back to buy deities and demigods, passed across the counter, talked to him a little bit about how good a book it was, and he said, well, it would have been more interesting if it was litigated against, because the Call of Cthulhu component of the book apparently hadn't been properly authorised by the Cthulhu gods, and anyway, they licensed it to them. The next version of the book, in fact, even the version book that I have first, and Legends of Law, contained the fact that they had a comfortable licence. But one of the things, and this may be a term that I haven't yet used in my rules of bed, but I'm going to talk about here. I am quintessentially an alpha nerd. I used to know Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, and I would go to his Super Bowl parties, which were really just collections of alpha nerds, and out alpha nerd the other alpha nerds. I'm a, I'm a prime alpha nerd in this regard. And I don't even really think about it. It's just something that's part of my personality that people discover occasionally. So this fellow who walks around the store trying to intimidate me actually doesn't put me off at all. He's just a rather curious fixation who I've since gone back and seen again. But anyway, this is my friendly local game store. And the thing that strikes me about it more than anything is in a reasonable universe, I would go there and play Second World War games. I would actually trial probably my rule systems. But these things, these humans that, you know, are put in front of us, really seem to cause problems here. These were the two topics I wanted to raise. Firstly, the ever-slowly-moving SimCity line development, and secondly, my friendly local game store, which I'm still going to probably frequent. Speaking of those humans and long-time pseudo-feuds, I got an email from Barney Dicker through the week saying that he wanted to come on my Rules of Etta so we could talk about a variety of different things, and then he stopped responding to my emails. See prior podcast recording. I still haven't heard back associated with psychogeography either. So maybe that's just my lot in life. To be ignored in reality and to be ignored via email as well. I did want to actually put some rule element into this podcast. And when I made the promise to myself to stop buying rules, it eliminated probably about half the content I could generate in this particular podcast. The Octarius rule system which is coming out for a kill team through games workshop with my long-term cohort rochi rochford i managed to buy four copies of that game but we'll probably not see the rule system from it i'm just interested in the miniatures i like world war one style imperial guard and orcs in crazy poses what's not to love so Games Workshop managed to pull me back in with regards to that specific release. But because all the copies are going to Rochi in the UK for him to paint and send on, well, not all the copies, send two of the different posed figures of, yeah, so two sets to be differently posed and painted and sent on to me. None of the, you know, none of the rubble or any of that kind of stuff or even the rule sets are interesting to me. But I thought the miniatures looked pretty cool. Rochi also liked the miniatures, and it was easy for him, basically, to get all copies and maintain two copies for himself, plus whatever else he wants to, to paint of mine. So I have technically bought a rule system, even though I'm not going to see the rule system. It's, yes, it's just welcome to my life. So I thought I might have an opportunity to do a review of the rules if I got the rule system, and I'm not getting the rule system. I was going to review Games Workshop's 20mm World War II rules, which is based in Normandy, 
And I was going to do that because I actually have some 20mm World War II, both tanks and other vehicles and actual infantry. And I could do that because I purchased the rules maybe 10 years ago? I don't know. It was about the same time that I was able to get their World War One rules just by emailing someone at Games Workshop and saying, do you still have these rules? And he was able to find them in an old box and sell them to me. <laughs> so... Yeah, probably 10 years ago now. And I guess I can review rule systems that I already own, having pre-purchased them a long time ago, which gives a number of really interesting options for this podcast. So I'll consider that. I'll consider actually, once again, talking about my own rule systems. And I'll consider what the responses via email would be like from the people that I've corresponded with, but who haven't responded. Now I'm working, it's harder to get to my friendly local game store. But I'll work out some way that I can get there somehow and work out which restaurant I'm going to eat at on the way back to justify going to it. And I think that will be my week for you. And hopefully I'll get some Sim Sea Line stuff done as well so I have more to talk about. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out. <laughs>